This program is an experiment, an exploration. It's been put together with enormous enthusiasm and equipment designed for other purposes. The basis of it is an unlimited supply of magnetic tape, recording machine, and a group of technicians who think nothing is too much trouble provided it works. we're all the invasion sequence. Three, two, one. Hitman with those laser beams. Hello! Another week, another episode. It's your boy, what's up? Episode 62, if you're keeping track. And I know all of you are. You better be, because we're not. Someone <laughs> has to. True. If I if I just remember to refresh uh, the tabs that I have open from last week, <laughs> then I have the current episode count right on the screen in front of me. This is Warehouse 11. We do this every Thursday night on Electric Forest Radio, or you can catch the podcast version anytime that you'd like. Warehouse 11, that's warehouse11.com. And a couple of weeks ago, our boy... Chris Laser Lakey Lake Laser Lakey Lake uh, put out a new track as the first track to an EP that will be out this week, and we both realized that we never actually played the first song from that, and it's called The Answer. It's with Armin Van Helden. It's Chris Lake to kick things off on Warehouse 11.
called deceiver which i know we've of course probably played many times Beat on this show death. yeah but absolutely played it before uh that was the very first track of an ep that chris is releasing this week with armin van helden and he teased this a while back saying that you know he was working on it on a something new with a dance with music a legend. legend yeah and this is the result of that however 
just earlier today, we discovered via a teaser that he posted on Instagram that he's pay, uh, playing one of Clayton's favorite tracks mm. that hasn't been released to this date. Work. It's just a very, very simple and effective sample throughout, but it is, it was powerful the first time we heard it. It was like, oh, Chris came to play. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's here to fucking jam. So we first heard that at Holy Ship. Believe it or not, this year, 2020, oh. <laughs> which sounds oh, why would you say really that? weird to say, but almost a year ago now, 11 months ago, almost to the date, That's uh, we first heard that. Basically, the last show that anybody went to in 2020, um, mm-hmm. at least for a big, a big festival like that. And it was uh, the first night, the first song of Chris's set in Club Oro. Uh, down. We at... think it was Hayden James on before, which yeah. was a great set. So it went from being like, you know, dancey groovy yeah. to this like very like work commanding Com- yeah. track. Oh, what yeah. a moment. For sure. But so, that, yeah, but on, a- included on the new EP coming Apparently out. Apparently, we're going to hear it. Yeah, very soon in its entirety. But I, we also played Deceiver because somebody shared a post that Chris actually posted back in 2018 about that song and how it came came to be and it was also holy ship related in that Mm -hmm. i assume it was maybe the 2018 ship i don't know i Um, think it was yeah 17 or 18 and essentially it's just this fantastic story about velvet recording the vocals to this song but there's a video posted with it and and green velvet is wearing a uh, Mr. Incredible superhero outfit, so and he's just, he's clearly been having a good time that night. And the story talks about how he was drunkenly swaying uh, from side to side while wearing that superhero outfit. And he, and Chris tells Velvet, I have an idea, let's record it now. And so they're like trying to wrangle Velvet through the ship to. Chris's cabin or room and it says, he mentions it was a very hard task that took detours via the food court and an impromptu piano duet with Mr. Carmack and they get in the cabin, they talk shit for 10 minutes and then they cut the vocal in 15 seconds. It was so quick. And And then it's just this maniacal laughing cackle. Oh my gosh. Yeah, They are so excited. But and, and a hit song out of it. So yeah, and so it. then they put together the track, and that's the one we just heard. And then also that night, 10 minutes after they recorded that, Chris says he went to do his back-to-back set with Chris Lorenzo, and that was the start of the Anti-Up project. So, Very busy hour. Yeah, like, what? It honestly, it really is only at destination festivals like that 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 kind of thing mm-hmm. can happen, because otherwise people are just in and out after their sets off to the hotel or whatever nobody yeah. you know gets to hang out and are stuck in one place so super magical times but it it ha- i don't know it i feel like dance music is the only place left that stuff like that happens and especially Honestly, yeah. that quickly like i can't imagine that happening at a country music festival or right. anything like that and i guess maybe it was you know, something that was really prevalent in jazz culture that artists mm-hmm. would get together and just start jamming and this whole new thing would come together like out of the blue. But I just don't see that 
as common anymore. And so, no, but that that no, culture no. has sort of held on in uh, pro- pro- partly because of the ease of. Oh, it's so easy. I mean, yeah. all, literally, if you watch it, all he did was say, talking, yeah. what you talking about. And that was, you know, he recorded that and he's like, great, I'll add it to my song. And yeah. now we have. That's so. insane. I mean, it reminds me of the video that Chris and Anna Luneau did for Red Bull mm. when they put together that track in 45 yeah. minutes. And then we heard that track at Holy Shit. But it's just. I mean, they make it look so damn easy I that know. it just makes your skin crawl. And then if any of us attempted to sit down and make a song, it would be the most Garbage. embarrassing thing. Yeah, but anyway. So that's so why we make a podcast. Pretty much, yeah. We just play other people's <laughs> music and we talk about it. So that uh, that's on Chris's Facebook, but from December 6th, 2018. Um, if you want to see that video, it's definitely something to something to see that's for sure okay let's hop back to music this is uh john summit it's the side piece remix of a track i've been rocking at the gym it's called deep end on warehouse 11 i've been trying not to go deep end. i don't think you want to give me reason i've been trying not to go deep end. i don't think you want to give me reason I've been trying not to go up the deep end. I don't think you wanna give me reason. I've been trying not to go up the deep end. I don't think you wanna give me. me. I've been trying not to. 
and S70 and the song is called Drums on Warehouse 11 uh, before that was John Summit and Sidepiece who man quickly becoming 
a Warehouse 11 favorite as Shoot well. Shoot to the top. This one's called Deep End, and Diplo and Sidepiece are actually on the nominations list for the Grammys for 2021, at least in the Best Dance Recording category, alongside Disclosure, Flume, Jada G, and Katanada, uh, and Yushis. And let's see. Also, the other category of interest is Best Dance Electronic Album. On that list is Arca Bauer, who I haven't... Not, I was about to say, not a name I've heard in some time. Yeah. Disclosure, Madion, and Katronada again on that list. So I don't know how relevant the Grammys are these days, but... Nah. Uh, Nonetheless, it's fun to see names that we recognize. On... I'm more of a kid's choice kind of guy. Oh, there's, yeah. They, like, slime everyone and, you know, there's characters. It's, it's a good time. Hey, it's that's fun. what we're here for. I I read that Radio Disney is closing up shop. Like, as really? of, yeah, after, after quarter one, 2021, they're done. And then I was digging a little deeper, and it turns out that Radio Disney stole the format for for Radio Disney, for like children's radio programming from this other network that was based in Minneapolis in the early or late 90s, early 2000s, and they sort of pioneered the concept of just catering to children and Mm -hmm. they brought on Mattel and Disney and other brands as sponsors and And here comes Disney yeah and at some point Disney came in and said we want to send someone in house to work with the radio network so they did but they really sent the person in to steal all of their ideas Mm -hmm. and then Radio Disney was launched shortly after put them out of business they ended up suing radio disney and they won for like 43 million dollars or something crazy for proving that they stole the idea Um, but they're out of business and uh now radio disney is going by the wayside and they basically said some of the contributing factors are you know the fact that playlisted music services are Mm -hmm. readily available and also what they referenced changing retail landscape because Mm of 2020 i don't really know i feel like at this point everybody's like "Mm," and coronavirus that's really what caused it it's like did it i don't know if that was i'm sure it's hurting yeah a a little bit because so much of their revenue a good chunk of it is from the parks and now well and movie releases and Mm. that's like falling apart as well so um side piece or side step, I should say. <laughs> side um, note. <laughs> side note. Side piece. Um, side note. I watched Mulan the other night. For oh, first, like finally watched. It's you can watch for free on Disney Plus now. You don't have yeah, to pay three dollars for it. Trash. Utter. Really. I fell asleep. I like never sleep during movies, but wow. I, I straight up slept on that one. But but so, this led to a conversation. Uh, you go ahead, actually. Well, I was going to say, did you like the animated version of the movie though? Oh, it was one of my favorites. Okay. Loved it. Loved okay. it so much. But I you know, I think part of the problem is like they're taking these great musicals and mm. turning them into boring adult films yeah. and like And not the, the, the fun heart, kind the of heart. adult films. Not the fun kind. No, no, no. <laughs> boring adult. Boring films. adult films, fully clothed. <laughs> and no no songs or it's just they took the heart out of it, man. Yeah. It, it made me sad. So I mean, mm. it, it led to a conversation between my fiance and I about like it used to feel like 15, 20 years ago, 
yeah. even. It felt it used to feel like good to watch a Disney film. It's mm-hmm. like Yeah, it's a Disney film, whatever. And they were sure. a corporation, sure. Yeah. But not to the level they are now and not as not nearly as dominating. So anytime I watch a, a movie by them, I'm like I almost feel guilty of like mm. this giant corpo is just like churning out this content. It's the weird. Imp- it's the a Empire. Weird exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Wild, yeah. Well, it was while I was at Disney uh, Hollywood Studios a couple weeks ago. I went to the, I guess it was the Walt Disney Museum, and mm-hmm. it you know just had artifacts of Walt Disney's life growing up. And of course, I find it interesting since he's from Missouri, and so it it um, I don't know. I just I read the part about how Walt passed away before they were even ready to start construction on the Florida theme park mm-hmm. properties and in my mind I just I mean that's just such a jarring thought of what if none of this is how he pictured it would be and it's right. you know I don't know but also oh, how man. devastating like to I don't know be on the team that's building it and, like the visionary is just suddenly mm-hmm. gone I guess it's similar to Apple these it really days is. you know Everyone and you can counting on that guy yeah, and you can speculate on whether you're doing what they would have done or intended, but you'll never know. Um, so, okay, I guess I can mark that off my list of movies to watch over the holidays. I don't I, I mean go for it <laughs> if you have extra time? But like, I, if you're gonna if you have if you're gonna watch that or Christmas Vacation for the fifteenth time, yeah. you're gonna watch Christmas Vacation. Yeah, for time. sure. Um, I can. There's always time for bad movies after the holidays. That's right. So exactly. I'll do that. Okay, let's hop back to it. This is Sydney Blue. Sounds called Conspiracy on Warehouse Eleven.
Just moving around. And then, of course, we have our triple step as well. Triple step underneath you, right? Triple step going sideways. I would even triple step going forward and back. Right? Just getting comfortable with what that rhythm feels like. When you're doing the different varieties of swing. So we're going to do it to music. Different variety. 
That's Penny Wild and a song called Do It to Music. Interpret that as you okay. wish on Warehouse 11. By the way, we do this every Thursday night, Electric Forest Radio, 10 o'clock, East or West. Or if you'd like to tune in, you know, on your morning commute or something, we'd love Perhaps. to be the start of your day. And you can do that by going to warehouse11.com and subscribing to our podcast on the mm-hmm. provider of your choice. That's Where do right. you like to listen to podcasts? Like what I provider? Like to... Oh, um, <laughs> so before before Spotify really got into the game, uh, it, it was always like Apple, mm-hmm. the, you know, yeah. iTunes, yeah. whatever. Yeah, built but in. But no, now that now that Spotify has pretty much everything, I'm I'm on Spotify because. It's yep. just easier that way. So yeah, I I mostly still use Apple Podcasts a lot, just because that's where I subscribe to everything. So it's easier mm-hmm. than moving that over. But it, the thought came to mind because when the Spotify like year end wrap up was floating uh, around yeah. and all the minutes listened, I thought, I wonder if this includes podcast minutes or if it's just traditional music yeah. minutes. And I, I don't know. I feel like at the beginning they weren't really integrating mm-hmm. each other like the podcast yeah. side was very different from this music but i think there there's a big effort to like bring it all into one yeah make it more cohesive because i noticed just going to my homepage, i see more suggested podcasts than i do music even though i listen to way more music than i do anything else so yeah and, they're pushing and it. also they launched not too long ago that new like it's basically a a morning show. Have you seen this? No. So Spotify is doing. I can't see the. Uh, it's called the Get Up, and it's a show that is in playlist form. But it's basically the music is all tweaked to your listening taste. Mm-hmm. But then it has talking segments. Just like a radio like morning, a, like show. morning radio. Yeah. So it starts with like an NPR newscast, and then there's talk radio or, you know, like morning show yeah. talk, and then two songs that fit your music taste, and then more talk and that kind of thing. Well, so there we go. It's basically Spotify's way to steal more listeners away from traditional radio. And it's brilliant in that it's, it's catered right. to your music taste. So, um,. If I had a a commute to work that was more than five minutes, I'd probably yep. do that. But right. <laughs> well, and that's the whole conversation right now because so fewer people are commuting uh-huh. to work. So, you know, stations like NPR and other just general FM radio stations are taking a hit because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it was like kind of on a downhill trend prior to covid but this certainly hasn't helped which is probably true for as we talked about earlier a lot of things like this is just like the last kick in the face oh yeah 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 so anyway uh off air we were talking about the mysterious monoliths that have been popping up around the world Mm -hmm. and uh the first one was in what the utah Utah? desert utah desert Yeah. yeah and then the next one was somewhere on the other side of the globe. I can't think so, of... I believe Europe was next. Yeah. Was over I just can't remember the country um, in particular. And then 
I there was one in downtown Vegas. I'm not buying that that one wasn't like purposefully mm-hmm. put there for marketing reasons, but it definitely was interesting. And I'm in a couple of national park Facebook groups, and people were talking a lot about the Utah one, mm-hmm. particularly because there's the concept of leaving no trace in those right. areas. And so this monolith appears. All of a sudden, all these people are flooding to this very remote area of the desert, like driving their cars, you know, running over vegetation, basically doing what humans do, ruining everything. Ruining a beautiful thing. Yeah, yep. and so the theory there that a photographer has shared is that he watched some, I don't know, I would call them, you know, tree huggers, basically <laughs> run out to the desert and they tore it down because it was essentially out of place which is you know matter out of place a burning man concept there and that it was just that it becoming a tourist attraction was ruining so much other stuff as well so they um pulled it out of the ground but i don't know i can't really explain the other appearances of this of course there's conspiracies that it's alien i if i had to guess my wager if if no news has come out that I've missed or whatever, my wager is that it's like some artist did it yeah. originally, right? Yeah. And now everyone is like on the bandwagon, just yeah. making their own and popping them up, trying to make their replicas or whatever. But no, yeah. it could be aliens. I hope it's aliens. That'd be a nice little final touch. To well, the year. my initial thought was, is Meow Wolf behind this? It's probably Meow Wolf. <laughs> Or somebody like that, some art collective that's like has people spread across the globe and they Mm -hmm. got together and said, hey, what if we place these identical things and really get people talking? But nobody's revealed themselves, so we have no idea what's going on at this point. Um, And I don't, yeah, like I said, the one in downtown Vegas, that was more like a mirror artist, like I don't even Mm -hmm. think it was the same, but they were milking it for all it's worth. As, as, uh, as the, humans do, the marketers which do. Which is the theme of this episode. Yeah, but Clayton was saying that I guess the Israeli minister. Yeah, so a former or Israeli space security chief came out and said that um, not only are aliens real, but that both America and Israel are in contact with a quote galactic federation, and that the federation has told our leaders in those countries that humans aren't ready to see us and we will not reveal ourselves until you are all ready. He also went on to say like, you can read about it in my new book that's coming out. Yeah. Take it with a massive grain of salt, but yeah, like I lost my job because of COVID. So I wrote a book Uh and here's where you can buy it. Um, I would like to know how that message was conveyed. Right? There's no way they spoke English. I believe I read somewhere that they also meet um, under the surface of Mars. So that's great. That's really, really cool. That's yeah. that's what... Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, someday we can go to Mars and meet them, I guess, if Elon <laughs> has his way. But today, or... Well, depending when you listen to this, on uh, Wednesday of this week... There was a test launch for the, basically the parts that would eventually take people to the moon or Mars, mm-hmm. and it it went well, except it 
crashed and exploded uh, upon oh, oh. landing. So um, Elon says in a tweet that they got all of the data that they were wanting and you know it was a great test launch however it is tough to get past the fact that it crashed and exploded at the end personally that's tough for me to watch but i know these (laughs) things happen so but hey they knew what was going to happen and like was said this is why it's a test yeah yeah they said there was a 20 percent chance that it would successfully land because i guess you know they they do this now regularly where they're reusing mm-hmm. rockets and they they are able to land them but this is the heaviest of anything that they've tried to do that with so they they basically said it's probably not going to work but we're going to yeah. give it our best shot and uh it didn't work so now they'll go, SpaceX. yeah they'll Keep go back to going. the back to the shop and retweak that out Okay, this next track is from an artist called Don't Blink, all caps, which I guess that's good advice considering our topic for the last segment. So it's called The Laser on Warehouse 11. The laser. This is the laser. Right here. 
Fitzpatrick and Rebuke and the song is called Ultimate Distortion that's Clayton's taste yeah, of techno it was, pick it was either going to be that or a song called There's No Hope Left Give Yourself Over to Darkness Yeah, or something to that effect which I think is just usually what I tell myself when I wake up every day so <laughs> there's no hope left <laughs> well let's do this anyway and I roll over and go back to bed <laughs> We, we like to keep it light here on the show. No, the, t- the song was called Nothing Can Save You Except Darkness. Mm. Well, that's kind of, that is kind of uplifting then. If so, in the worst of times, that's really the only thing that can really keep you going. There's our wisdom to impart on you today. It's Warehouse 11. Again, Thursday nights, 10 o'clock East and West, Electric Force Radio, or anytime you want, Warehouse 11. Dot com. That's going to do it for us this week. I'm Kent. I'm Clayton. And if you ain't here, you ain't one of the real ones. It's true. Here's Shipwreck. Last track. It's called Danger. Have a good week. I miss you.
Let's go. 